Good evening. Is Jay in the building? Jay is in the building. Because that definitely, uh, tonight our episode is definitely going to be on something that's going to raise the hairs on your body. Because we're definitely talking about the poverty pimps who are holding back neighborhoods, communities nationwide. And definitely in the city of New York and in the Rockaways, we got some pimps out here. And, um, you know, it's time to uh, clean house. You know pimpin', what I'm saying? Pimping, pimping, pimping. Hey, you see that guy with the high white socks over there? Not pimping. <laughs> it's been going on for too long. You know, Dave Chappelle made a parody about it. But you know what? There's a little truth to the jest. But uh, in America right now, and the current climate, uh, people of color need to really wake up and start to purge the pimps wake out up of their neighborhood. America. Yo, yo, you know? yo. Oh, oh that sounds shoot. like Brother who just, who, just jo- who just joined the podcast? Hold on a second. Uh, Who's, oh, this? No. Who's this? What's <laughs> up? What's up? It's Omari, a.k.a. The motherfucking young, aka Young Simba. What's up, guys? Young Simba in yeah. the house. What's up? <laughs> so it's good. Different day, same struggle, you know. Ooh, there we go. Struggle. That's that's the key word we're talking about well, right here. Yeah. Well, well Mari, uh, our subject tonight is is the poverty pimps that are holding back uh, people of color across this country, mainly uh uh. In New York City, Rockaways, they're all over. Yep, yep. They're in every institution. They're inside the, the so-called House of the Lord. Um, they're in nonprofits, you know. Some of them may be your damn next door neighbor disguised. Oh, you know. Absolutely. And you never what know. I'm, what I'm gonna say to all that is before folks get their panties in a bunch, like they always do anytime I open up my mouth, because you know I got the unpopular opinion around here. Uh, all I gotta say is if you got soft skin if you're a member of a church if you run a non-profit if you ain't got an open mind or some tough skin I really seriously do not care about the views so you could definitely just hit that red button and don't listen anymore exactly well here's the thing you know like I don't think every church or non-profit or politician is dirty. Oh, no, and I don't think um, that either. Let me clarify. However, a lot of them are. <laughs> and, um, when when you have, like, like Jeff, do you have off your head, like how many nonprofits are in Rockland? Oh, I can't even think of a number, I mean. And I've been a part of a lot of them. I'm just saying, I can't remember a lot of them. I would give it a roundup number, I'm going to say about 50 nonprofits. 50 nonprofits. And what do we have, like seven miles? Of, of, yeah, to me, like seven mile radius, 50 nonprofit organizations. <laughs> you would think this place would look entirely different if they were all for a good cause, right? Uh, yeah. Exactly. You know, okay, so in the nonprofit, okay, so how many churches do you think? Let's take a oh, round figure. Well, you know, they, we will never know that. They have churches in basements now. They got churches in attics. They got, they got... <laughs> They got churches in the projects. They got it in somebody's garage. They got the park. They in the back of the Bayside. Remember that, Ed? Yeah, you're right. Whoa. You're right. In the wetlands? You're right. Right. It was a structure that was non-existent. Yeah, but a pretty big congregation, too. I just want to put that out there. It was really huge. Well, um, okay. So, so we got the nonprofits, we got the churches, and usually they usually you could drive through anywhere in Brooklyn, the Bronx, Queens, and or, or certain parts of Staten Island, and you could probably find within a, maybe a four block radius, maybe twenty churches. Yep. Just so, post it up on a so you got corner. exactly. So you got all these churches doing nothing to help the community. Well, it just seems like that's not their main goal, obviously. Well, why you say that? Elaborate more on that. Well, I mean, 
it's apparent in a lot of churches that whatever the vendetta may be behind their organizations is definitely not the people whether it be like benefiting themselves or something they see that's beneficial to them mm. and what they're doing and not the actual people around them it's not only the church but, but, but my right. question my question here to you is though don't the pastors always talk about the struggles don't they always kind of like give you of this course. this of vibe course. that hey look it's coming from a good place of course but how else are they going to be able to sell what they're trying to sell I mean, but what are they? But what are they selling, though? I mean, I thought they were like supposed to be like preaching the word of the Lord and 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 like you know giving well, faith. Okay, but but you know what? Some of them are. I I actually um, I'm affiliated with the church. I'm not a member, but I, I help them out with a lot of things because I see them doing things for the community. So it's not all of them, but a lot of them. Too many. For example. Look at what happened with the uh, the hurricane down in Houston and that big super church over there oh, would not open his doors. I remember you talking about that Joel yes. something guy. Joel Osteen. <laughs> correct, correct. That guy is the biggest fraud you know, out there. No, would not open no, doors until pressure was applied to him. No man that's supposed to be living through the word of God should be able to keep that much money. For himself and just feel okay. Okay, you're right, but you know what? You gotta fit. You gotta ask yourself this question: What God does he worship? <laughs> Let's be real now. I mean, it seemed like the conventional Christian <laughs> God and Jesus. He says right? the conven- You see how we just? This no. is the problem with religion. You see, this is the problem <laughs> with religion. It's like, okay, I thought it was always supposed to be one guy or woman. You see how we got all these thoughts? Like, we just don't even know what to like. What, what, oh, and now his name is not God, or now her name is not no, Mary. No, we talking about we talking about the Prince of Darkness. <laughs> uh, That's who they're worshiping. They, you know, with the pretext of God. Or it could just be Casper the Friendly Ghost, for all we know. I mean. <laughs> It's, for all we know to, to me it's just like you know I don't want people probably already labeling me like oh this guy is an atheist but I'm gonna say it like this are any of us really correct here I mean like do can we even tell like there's why? no such there's no such thing as being correct but I always say this is there is more proof and you know more hardcore studies towards certain things than there is other things so you can also have common sense but mm. that that doesn't mean you have all the answers. But I know what's but, the, but, but I, these pastors think they got all the answers. They seem to know the key to your struggle and the key to fixing your struggle. But, I mean, they've been forced to live and breathe a certain context and book their whole lives. So it's, you know what always bothered me? Like, okay, so let's go back in time. Let's say ten thousand years ago. Did the church actually say that you have to make, you have to give X amount of money to the church mm-hmm. to, to be considered into the, you know, the pearly gates of heaven or paradise? Well, I'm, I'm, there's some church I'm going to comment on that. There's some churches that want to see your, your checks. They want to see your taxes to see how much money you make a year. Listen here, Ed, I can 100% back that what you're saying is the truth. And I'm going to tell you why. Get me. I actually was at one time I considered myself a Christian. Yep, same here. And I had met I had met one of my coworkers back when I was working for the city. And you know, we both seen eye to eye on the same religion, blah blah blah. Long story short, he found out I used to carry a Bible with me every day. He used to carry a Bible, so we used to read scriptures. We used to, like, dissect it on, on our beliefs together. And then he told me one day that he's part of this church. And what the churches that I grew up in were totally different to the church that he was in. So I was I was assuming I was going to one of those chapels or, you know, sound very ignorant right now, but I'm just telling you the story, right? So I'm thinking I'm going into one of these buildings where I'm going to see a cross and all this other stuff. And, like, I always heard the stories about churches but never wanted to believe them so you're talking to somebody now who once believed in all of this and now he's just saying you know what i'm just not down with none of this right now 
Like, you know, I'll still keep my faith, but you know, all this religious stuff right now, it's not for me. So long story short, I go to this building and he says his church is in Midtown. So I'm just thinking, oh, maybe he's taking me to St. Patrick's Cathedral. <laughs> and, and so all of a sudden we go to like oh, St. Patrick. Oh, oops, that's another story. Uh, yeah, we'll get back to that in a moment. So I get off the sixth train at Grand Central and I'm just like, is this dude taking me upstate now? And so then I'm going outside and then we walking up Fifth Avenue into Madison to Park. And it's in this regular building and it's right next to our five guys, right? I don't want to reveal too much out of respect. I don't want to reveal too much. But all I know is we went to this nice office building and I'm just like, wait, is the church in here, bro? And, and he's like, yeah, yeah, my church is on the seventh floor. And I'm just like, uh, okay. So I get on the elevator and, and yo, I kid you not, the church looked like an art gallery. Wow. On the seventh floor of some office building. Yeah, and they told me, welcome to our church. They had Rice Krispie bars on the table. Uh, uh, all this other stuff. And, like, these were really nice people, though. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I gave them an hour of my time to, like, do Bible study and everything. And, and like, they were really nice people. But then when I was more interested because they were so nice and they were like, you know, I dig the place. I was like, all right, this is different. So what's up? I'm, you know, I want to go to a couple of masses. They's like, oh, well, we don't do mass. We, we don't do none of that here. And I'm like, so what exactly do you do? Oh, we kind of just do like social gatherings. And I'm just like, what? And, and it's just a dawn to me, but I don't want to fall too much off topic, but to go back to your point where they like ask you for your salary and all that. So I was reading some paperwork. They's like going sleep on it. Okay. So I take the stuff back home and I'm going through all of it. And they telling me, uh, I got to give 30% of my paycheck to them. Uh, so, so I walk up to the what he called himself the parishioner parishion, or something. I'm not saying it right, but yeah, parishioner, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and so I walk up to him and I just question. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm a young man. I'm in college. You know, I do have a city job and all, but you know, I still need to save some of my money up because I got to take care of my mom. Blah blah blah. And I'm giving him a sob story just to see what he'll say. And he's like, oh, well, you know, if you want to prove your loyalty to God, and you, you want to you, you want to you want to now give your soul to him to, to secure to secure your place. You know, and I'm just like, I felt I felt manipulated. Where are you securing your place? Manipulated. See, that's the writing. That's the writing of man all over it. There's got to be a price for everything, even your place in heaven. No, but I didn't get it, though. I told him, like, I was willing to compromise. I was like, okay, can I just give you a couple of dollars every time I come to the to the gathering? You know, I'll throw five, ten here and there. Maybe one day I'll throw 50. No. I want you to they was like, no. they, they was like, well, they was like, you could do that. That's fine. We'll accept it. So they're never saying no to the money, but they're telling me no to, like, certain right. things that I'm supposed to be entitled to. But I'm still giving you your money. I'm still paying you to to pay your light bills and do all I understand all that I get the business aspect of it but how come I can't keep the same perks if you're not a member of the church then you're not really a member of God and I'm just like this is crazy because wow. I know what I read so in this so book was different you gotta pay the you gotta pay the play yeah. but here's the thing when you're inside these mega churches that, that look like something that you hold the Grammys in <laughs> and you have <laughs> you got the so-called pastor up there saying that the Lord said that he needs a jet plane <laughs> to take him around to spread his word and you got these fools coming out their pocket giving it to him so now he's living in a mega mansion with servants and you live in check to check. Something's wrong here, bro. Something's yeah. wrong here. Now that's on the big scale. And then you had a little poverty pimps in the hood. Oh, oh, and don't get me started with them because you see, there's a difference between a church that I went to in Midtown and there's a difference between a church that's right here in a small community of Rockaway where we live. I'm not sure where you reside at right now, Amari. You could probably say the same. Lestatia. You're in Staten Island. Staten Island. We have a lot of similarities when it comes to Staten Island. Different islands. Exactly. Island, same shit. And, like, when you talk about a church in the hood and compared to a church in, in Midtown, and, you know, I don't want people to 
get the wrong impression while I'm saying hood. I'm saying hood as like I'm speaking to the people that that have to endure these these, these type of uh, exactly. lifestyles. They, they should know. Yeah, they should and, know. and, and they it's know. just like okay, I go to a church in the hood. It, 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 it's cool. Like don't get me wrong. Like I don't mind keeping the money in my neighborhood. But at the same time, you up here preaching one word and I'm going outside and I don't see you following through on your word. So while everybody else is hungry, you guys are downstairs eating all the fried chicken, collard greens and macaroni and cheese. And we have all this leftover food. Y'all go for seconds and thirds. Why can't you take all the plates that we got and you go outside and start handing out food? No, y'all don't do that because they're not members. Oh, they have to seek help. And I'm like, yo, what is wrong with you people? Like, I thought the church was supposed to help the community because that's how it was back then. That's how my parents told me the churches were. The, the churches Jeff, were involved Jeff, in the community. How many, Jeff, how many, how many food pantries do you think are in Rockland? There's a, I can only think of three right now, but I'm sure there's more. But I know three very good ones. Which one? So you have uh, JCCP J, something, the, you know, the, the uh, what you call it, uh, the, the, the Jews on Central Avenue. They're great. Okay. They they feed everyone. And then I know the church by okay. you, Bethan, Bethan, and she's really good. That's the largest yeah. one. Oh, the line be down the block. Yeah. Uh, 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 Can you name it? I just can't think of it. I know there's more. Oh, there's probably one up there on um, uh, that, that senior center up there. On, I'm, I'm just not ringing bells right now when it comes to streets. But, let, me, let, me, let me just tell you something. A lot of these, if we could just jump off church, let's leave churches away from it. All these nonprofits out here, you know what I'm saying? Jeff, you know, I never started a nonprofit, but every Thanksgiving, I go out and I give food to families in need. And you've helped me. Right. And I've had help from the Benjamin Beachwood companies. Uh, the the owner of Key Food, the owner of Dayton Mall, and I have seen some conditions that will bring tears to your oh, eyes. Yeah, the stuff that we witnessed when, last Thanksgiving was just crazy. You know, uh, children, uh, elderly people without anything. But then you have these pimps out here who taking all these donations and get all these money from these politicians, and they ain't doing a goddamn thing. That's why I, I, I was looking to get uh, one of those community gardens where we can actually give food to these poor people. I have yet to see one of these community gardens giving food to the poor people. I see them selling it, but I don't see anybody giving it to the poor. And you're using city land. You're not paying no rent on it. Or or if you if, if you are, what are you paying, a dollar or... You know, or, or, um, or not, no, they're next they're, they're community funded. They're publicly funded. They're not paying nothing to be on that land. So they're paying nothing and giving nothing back and getting uh, taxpayer dollars from politicians to uh, play oh, musical no, no, chairs. No, to put the money in their own pockets, you bet. Pretty yeah. much. So, you know, we, we have a lot of them out here. I mean, uh, once we had an ambulance company that took a lot of money, taxpayer dollars, mind you, and never opened the storefront. Purchased vehicles, but never saved a life. Wow. Never took anyone to an emergency room. How is that? Where's the accountability? These are the pimps in our hey, hood. Hey, you know what? There's a, they'll tell you it's, it's accountability, right? But at the same time, if I went to Amari and I told him, I'm gonna give you 10 grand, for an ambulance and less I'm the politician and I say okay, okay there's discretionary funds here which is like public money that's left over from other projects that, that the city had pretty much underbidded on and they just have extra money laying around so they put them into these discretionary pools and they give them out to organizations like that so if I give him 10,000 here's the thing though there's no there's no stipulation behind it really when it comes to like me having a private meeting with him and telling him hey look just get one ambulance with this 10,000 and I just need you to assure to me that you have my support and you have my best. Alright Jeff let's stop playing let's call it out. Which volunteer company is this? Which nonprofit is this? Rockaway Volunteer Ambulance Corp we're talking about here. 
took an ambulance here and there. The money was put up for them to get it, and they just vanished. I think the guy moved out of the state or something like that. Yeah, you I know, mean, you know, I know. Understand, life happens and all, but it would be nice that, like, if there was stipulations to this money, to where, like, if you don't use the funds, you should be able, you, you should be able give to it give back. it back. You shouldn't be able to keep it in the company's bank account. But you know, I'm I don't know the logistics behind all that. But man, listen, let's stop fucking playing. Listen, on top of that, the guy got a goddamn proclamation, or <laughs> whatever they call them, little bullshit ass awards. You know, from an elected official. Oh yeah, you talk about the the piece of paper with a cardboard behind it. Yeah, I know you talk about. Yeah, correct, correct. You know. So, how, how does a, a sham organization get a proclamation or, or whatever and hasn't done a goddamn thing? And, 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 meanwhile, and meanwhile, we have two individuals, and I'm even going to throw the third one that's on this podcast that we actually go out there and we do the work and we show it and we go and just feed them directly. No money, pure donations, money out of our pocket to go and make sure that it's actually being done and, and we get overlooked. Not that I want to stake an award for, for for what I should be doing. I don't need an award for what I should be doing because no, I know trees. what you're saying though. Yeah. yeah. Save the trees for this fucking bullshit paper. Yeah, like it. Yeah, like I feel like we all have a duty, and you guys could agree or disagree with me on this. But don't you all feel that you have a moral obligation in life to at least give back once? At least. That's if you. At least. That's if, if you, you can. If you can. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you know, I'm struggling. I mean, we all struggle sometimes. We we gotta we gotta pay the bills. It depends on. But, you didn't hear what they were about to start on the boardwalk. No, I didn't. Enlighten me. They're gonna make a, an equivalent of like the Hollywood, the stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. They're gonna make the friendly awards along the oh, boardwalk. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> and wait, waste, waste the tax dollars some more. That we could be, that we could be using that money to also feed other people and get these people out of this housing crisis. Um, I, I mean, I want, I, I mean, I, I want to hear from Amari on this though. Like, what's going on in Staten Island? Though? Like that, that you can tell, like. Do, do you see any progress in Staten Island? Like, how's the community over there? And, and what, what neighborhood is Staten Island? I mean, I'm in um, Marines Harbor, but, you know, I just moved to New York in February, so I wouldn't really be able to tell the difference from another neighborhood because I haven't lived in another neighborhood. Okay. But what, I'm, what I mostly see what they're doing out here is they're trying to make Staten Island like a thing, sort of. Like, they're trying to build this mall, trying to spend damn near... I think it was a billion dollars on a ferris wheel or some shit yeah it's supposed to be the world it's supposed to be the world it's supposed to be they're, the world's biggest ferris wheel now they're, they're trying to they're trying to just turn it around over here and make it a, a thing because it's really not seems like it's just space it doesn't seem like well well here's the thing now i'm gonna i'm gonna challenge you on this one because i know you like getting on me so i'm gonna tell you right now when you say them trying to make it better try and make it better for who you already know for who the big ballers with the big pockets. Right. And other trying words, to bring more money, revenue, like bring more revenue in than they already do as New York City with a little more with some in Staten Island. Now, now with a billion for a Ferris giant wheel. When, when we got now. a transit crisis right now and, and so many other things right now that we could be using. But we all know, but we all know that don't matter to them. This isn't new. Oh, no, but what we trying to explain here is now what comes in the mix of all that and, and what comes in the mix of all of this is the same people that move into your neighborhood in Staten Island is trying to make it quote unquote better they use people like us that are trying to make the neighborhood better for us they come around here and they say hey I'm gonna give you a $200 stipend and, and there was an organization out here that did the same thing where I live but we'll get back to them in a second Oh, so let's get let's get this this strong black woman here who's very outspoken and, and you know she could use a little more organizing skills and all, but you know let's take her in because the community already knows who she is. The community already knows who Jeff and Edwin is and Amari is. Let's take them in. Let's pay them two hundred dollars every two weeks to just go out there and stand out there and push our agenda. But then at the same time, we're still going to give you the benefits, and, and we're going to tell you take care of your own. And, and then this is how they take this is how they understand who we are this is who they under 
for that yeah, shit. And this is how they understand who's the movers and shakers in our clique. And then they befriend us. They get what they get out of us. And they push us to the side. And before you know it, they got our business. They got our building we live in. They got our streets. They got our schools. You name you talking oh, about? There, there was this organization called um they they were part of this occupy wall street jump right you remember when that occupy wall street scam was coming out and they so-called so-called freedom fighters of, of we against wall street and, and we we're here to do all this we'll occupy this no they were a big scam that set up these sub dairy uh um organizations like we had one out here called wildfire or something like that and and I'm not too sure. And, and, and the sad part though was that I really, really I really liked the person who ran Rockaway Wildfire, but I didn't like the people that that person was around. Right. Well, I, I know I know one member. Oh. I don't know the organization to really uh state their goal, their agenda, what they done. Like their their intentions was well. But there was a few other clowns in there. Yeah, I am going to say that. There were clowns in there, and those two clowns know who they are, and they know who I'm talking to because they had the nerve to try and come sideways at my mother, and I wasn't having it. So, you know, they they, they were the culprit of everything just falling apart when at first the organization was on a roll and they were going to do some real things. And then, But this is what I'm talking about. They just, everyone's got their own agenda in the hood. And they come here and they poverty pimp all of us, sell us a dream, and then before you know it, you don't hear from them no more. They take the money and it's gone. Uh, well, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of groups here that are pretending to do things and they're doing shit. And, and um, I just want to say too, I still respect that person who ran the organization. And I think that person is a wonderful woman and was a real fighter. And it's just sad that she seen the good in everyone and everyone kind of just went and gave everyone the middle finger and part ways and now they're all working for these little no-name politicians these so-called social democrats or whatever they call them now that's losing every election politics uh, <laughs> i guess we need to touch on the subject because i'm, I'm from brooklyn and when I came out here, Jeff, um, I liked the, uh, the ocean and just the beauty of sitting there and just enjoying that in the non-summer months. But then as I went further east, I felt like this was the last frontier. Like, time stood still out here. <laughs> like, really, like, I thought Rockaway was 50 years behind every other borough. When I look at it now, I still can go past miles of not finding sidewalks and streets and just weeds. You don't know where the street begins or the, the sidewalk ends because it's all one now. now. Amari, you don't remember when you went to school out here? I know this is so long ago. You remember what this place used to look like? Yeah. Explain, explain to Ed and the audience your take on what, what the hell this place used to look like when we were kids. I mean, yeah, like he was saying, like, there's a lot of weeds and shit, you know, like a lot of abandoned parts. It is sort of like Staten now that he says it. Like, <clears throat> could be a lot more shit there, you know? It's not what you think of when you see, like, New York City. Mm. Okay, so, so why are the people for people that don't have their best interests at heart, that see one thing and do another, is selling your dream. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say one thing, Ed, about your mic. Just push it a little closer to you. Don't have it too far away because we're getting a, we get some trouble. Okay, can you hear me? Yeah. I'm getting a little echo, but yeah, it's better. I can hear you though. All right. So my 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 thing is. Why keep voting for people that aren't doing shit in your community? Mm. Keep falling for the facade. The infrastructure is horrible. Transportation is is next to none. Your health care is dismal. And there's no hope 
for a lot of the people that are struggling out here. And no trade programs. I mean, a couple of years ago, they promised that a trade school was going to be built out here, but that was just, you know, a pipe dream. It sounded good at the moment. And we could we could say the same thing for every neighborhood in New York City that's identical to ours. Just broken promises. Well, here's one thing you you can look at. There are a lot of communities that are fighting back in parts of Brooklyn and parts of Queens because they're getting organized and they're taking the streets back, they're taking their communities back, and they're getting rid of these poverty pimps that are running around every time there's a election season. Uh, you see them. And they act like they're doing something, but when you drive through here, it really looks like some something out of Kansas. You know, <laughs> when, when the, you know that storm blew through. I, I kid you not. I see some areas in Rockway that look like the Ninth Ward, and I'm not making this. <laughs> and, and I've traveled all over the world, and, and it's sad that I've seen better areas in third world countries. Wow. <clears throat> said so at, at what point in time are, are you going to hold your city council accountable you're going to hold your state officials accountable and your federal officials if they're not doing the job they gotta go simple as that i don't give a damn who you are and, and the, the, this is where i want to reiterate to everybody so you know i use social media to kind of like you know catapult ideas and conversation let's just say that and, and it doesn't mean that I really truly believe what I say on there. It's just I like to start discussion. So I remember I put out one comment on there before saying that black people don't have to be Democrats. Now, of course, everybody is going to assume that I'm advocating for every black person to be Republican or they'll think I'm Republican myself. However, none of those things are factual. What I wanted to point out, though, is, is that we tend to be loyal to the wrong people and I'm not even just talking about party like we tend to just feel like because a brother walk up to us and he say some good some goodies we supposed to just go ahead and give him the the circle on the on the bubble and put him in the in the board no I'm sorry I'm that type of one where like look if a white guy came up here and he was Democrat let's just leave it at the Democrats forget the Republicans right now because that just seems to be where everybody trusts nowadays so let's just say we had a white let's just say we had a white Democrat and we had a black Democrat yeah, yo, without a doubt but my point here is, is if the white man that's a democrat is making a lot more sense to me and he has an actual plan and the black guy tells me the same thing that I've been hearing for the past 30 years from the other black representatives I'm just going to have to give the white guy a chance and then you know because like at the end of the day it's like I've seen some some white democrats do very well for people of color um, so not I, enough, I not enough. So, I can agree and disagree. And, and, but if we went through how many, how many black representatives have we had in our district, and they all say the same tune, they all talk the same stuff, but I'm not seeing no results. All I hear is money, money, money. I got money for this. I got money for that. <laughs> and, and, and then I don't see nothing with it like a, a, a park is nice that's nice but that ain't bringing no jobs that ain't gonna increase test scores it, it'd be nice if you can go from one end of the district to another to the yeah. next on the skateboard yeah without without flying in the air because I hit some potholes <laughs> exactly or or, or or people don't have to walk in the street because there is no fucking My sidewalk. My thing is, though, if you know a black representative is up for re-election, and he told you he was going to do A, B, C, and then we come to find out he only did A and didn't fulfill B and C, and then he sold us a bunch of promises, why are we still voting for the same person? And don't give me this crap that, oh, nobody stepped up. No, nobody's stepping up because you guys are still in the okey-doke and you guys are still believing in something that is just... So, so you think like the answer you think like the answer is in the republicans though no the answer would not be in the republicans of course because they they represent a different social class but then when people say things like this that is ignorant right oh republicans only like white people it's not true that is ignorant but and then they or say, they say, things, or on they both say sides. things like this oh only the democrats can help us but we had Democrats in this district where I live for the past 30 years. It ain't nothing changed. We need to. 
But like you said, you say like help. Bro. I'm sorry. Which elected are you referring to? Well, I'm I'm referring about everybody because at the end of the day, I'm not seeing results since I was a kid. Like I'm not really seeing the proper results. Yeah, okay, cool. Oh, we got Auburn by the sea. That is Mac. That is that is fantastic. All right. Okay, cool. You're gonna knock down that old eyesore strip mall on Mott Avenue, right? And you're gonna build you're gonna build some affordable housing and you're gonna put a hotel, aka shelter, next to it. That's not that's not helping me in my situation. It's not helping my people. But what I'm really trying to get at here is I'm trying to tell people to don't be afraid of change. Don't be afraid to take that risk and vote for something else because you know 30 plus years now have gone by where we kept voting one way and it's not working. We need to the go. Proof, the proof would have to be in the pudding for them to vote differently. And it's just not. But you wouldn't know that until you give the person a chance. The person can't show you something that he doesn't have the power to. He or she doesn't have the power to. Here's the thing. Historically out here, there's low voter turnout. But that's because they all agree with this I- ideal. Like, they feel like this is the only way to, to, to success, and it's not true. If you oh, slowly awaken the people, especially the younger generation that are registering to vote now in high school, I think it's a requirement that you register the vote. Okay? If you do that, you can replace these poverty pimps in the hood. Because they gotta yeah, I go. got a better idea. We raffle off some Jordans and some Yeezys. When they come uh-huh. to the voting booth, once they cast a vote, they get a raffle ticket for some Yeezys or some Jordans. I guarantee you the line will be from Beach 59th Street all the way to Mott Avenue to vote. Wow. Yeah, you got to bring Amari back, Jeff. I don't know what happened. But uh, we're going to try to get Amari back in the building. Here's the thing. Um, there are a lot of pipe dreams out here. There's a lot of uh, false promise. Um, we have a tale of two cities out here. You have one section of the peninsula that has uh, a little more than the other community. Yeah, Amara, yeah, you're back in the building. Let's see. There we go. So what I was saying is, is, is we have a tale of two cities. So uh, the east and, and the west are uh, all on the same peninsula, but they have uh, disparities. Um, and maybe, maybe the, the the voter base over there is higher, and the elected officials probably do a little more because the people actually come out. But, you gotta send these people past. It's it's long overdue. They gotta go. You know, you got a sister in Brooklyn, Diane Richardson, uh, sitting in the state assembly, and she raises cane out there. I love her. You know, and you have a lot of you know what Jeff, you may call them social democrats or whatever, but they shaking shit up. And, and I'm fine with that too. But at the same time, now okay, that's a great point you made because that's also going along with my point. All right, let's say a social Democrat ran against the Democrat we currently have right now in the council, right? I guarantee you 100% I'll put my money in Vegas and Atlantic City that they will still vote for the same guy that we got now over the social Democrat only because they are used to what they got. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody, nobody's ever going to know what's better when they're used to the same thing over and over again. And that's not disrespect to the man that's in office right now. I'm just using that as an example. In other words, like you can educate them, let them know that they can have better. There is better. And this right here is stagnation. This is bullshit. You know, the transportation is horrible. You got uh streets sinking by the bay, you got uh uh sinkholes in in back of homes. You know, this is ridiculous. Not, it's not even that too. I mean Let's look at our schools. Let's look at the the infrastructure. Uh, let, let's look at all these. Oh, don't get me started with these really crappy landlords that we got out here, and all these apartment complexes, and and, and um, all these abandoned homes that these people probably live somewhere in Florida and don't care about the home they left here. Um, well, they they they're doing they're doing something with those zombie homes. It's a, a program called Zombie Home. If it's been abandoned for a certain amount of time and not maintained, the city will take it you know, and put it on the open market, you know, so they 
they are they have taken a lot of those things away but when it comes to election time people need to be educated on how to vote and what they should expect from an elected official that, and not just fancy words that, what, what? because Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's that's what I've been seeing out here. So you know, they got these code names out here for these uh, politicians now. It's funny. I I hear some of them, and uh, yeah, everybody's and got I, a cartoon I, character name now out here. Fozone and you know. Hey, hey. I think. <laughs> I mean, but then, you know, it's crazy because people just like, you know, they make all these crazy Facebook names and they just cause trouble for all of us. I mean, this is probably where I would side with the politicians on. The, the fake Facebooks is like ridiculous. Like, I remember I almost got beat up. I almost got beat up because of one of these fake accounts. Well, well, well that's, that's social media. That, that's everywhere. But you know what? Somebody's angry about something. You know, it's just like a conspiracy. There's, there's a bit of truth. Right, but but that, that just that shows you that there are people out there who actually are not okay with the status quo, but they're afraid to come out. But that, you got to ask that question. Right? The question for Amari is, like, like why are they afraid to come out? Like, don't you think there's, like, something really, really wrong with that? Like, like what are these politicians? And forget about politicians. Like, what, what is society doing to us now where we're so afraid to come out and be ourselves? I mean, yeah. That's what it is. Mind control. That's, that's all, all right, it is, man. You're starting to sound a little crazy now. You're talking mind control. We lost Amari, but I'm sure we'll get him back soon. Um, well, I'm sure, you know, uh, the, they've been experimenting on things for quite some time. And the media is the form of mind control. Oh, yeah. Just because it's on CNN and Fox, it must be true. Not just that video games are mind control. Movies are mind control. These are things that they pump into your subconscious. Mm. And believe it or not, it controls your thoughts, what you do, how you travel, what you buy. It's all mind control. Yep, you get on the subway, you're plastered with ads. Download this app. Read this. Buy this. You'll look good in this. Um, you know, I, you know, it's in the back of my head right now. I just want to go back and reiterate to folks that, you know, I'm not here to just like, I'm not attacking people because they're in power or anything like that. This is this show, this episode specifically is for people just to think like, we're just throwing things out there. Like just, just here, here. I hear you. And Amari can agree with me on this. When you're in power. You have to have thick skin because you are going to get attacked. Correct. You are going to be criticized. Yep. It's above uh, being criticized. I, dude, dude, Jeff, weren't you blocked on on, on uh, social media yeah, by? Uh, I mean, well, I was unblocked, which I didn't understand what I was blocked for in the first place. When I never said anything, but. Well, I'm under why? Cuckoo. Who well, said that? I think maybe. It, Okay, well, for me, I can say I can see why people would want to block me, though, because I am a pain in the neck sometimes, you know. So I do throw some crazy things troll. out there, and, and you know. But people gotta understand what my profession is and what I'm studying and what I'm doing in life, you know. Like I'm press, I'm media, I'm supposed to do these things. It, it's like a part of my job to like, you know, tell the story. Fake news. Tell the story. Fake well, news. Well, no, what I like to say is what I like to use as a good example is TMZ, right? TMZ is not really fake news. What TMZ does is they take one fact and they run with that one fact. But here's the thing, though. But this is what people are not understanding about TMZ, though. They're actually very good at what they do. We may not like their tactics, but they seem to put out articles, right, about one celebrity, about one thing they did. And I remember they did this with Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods got into a car crash at first. And just because TMZ was doing all their speculation, it led on to him all of a sudden sleeping with 30 other women while he was married. <laughs> they do these things because they know things just come out. It's, it's, it's entertainment. Right. It's entertainment. But, just like you get the world Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I look at myself as an entertainer in politics. 
I like to say that I am the TMZ when it comes to politics. Like I just, I, it's, 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 it's entertaining to me. Like people take it personal, but this is like all entertainment. Like I sit down yeah. and I really be sitting here saying one thing and I really don't mean it, but I just know that I'm going to get the reaction that I'm going to get from saying it. That's exactly what TMZ does. That's exactly what CNN and Fox News do too. Cause they're catering to a certain audience and they, they just want to get a start. That's how they make their money. It's just like any other business. There's no business out there that's perfect. McDonald's is ripping you off for your happy meal of your french fries. You don't know if you're getting the same Oof. amount of french fries outside of that, out of that large fry and every time. At the same time. <laughs> you're nice and fat. You know, but, but you know, back to y'all though. This, know, I've been doing a lot of talking. Yeah. You know, and Amari said, you know, he sees the same thing in Staten Island, you know, maybe they're gentrifying parts of the hood over there. I haven't been over there, but I wouldn't be shocked. Guess what? They got a black representative over there. They got a black representative over there in his part of Staten Island. Hey, yo. You would think she'd be wanting to stop this stuff. I saw her on New York One, right? I think her name's like Deborah Rose or something like that. And I saw her on New York One, and she was at the waterfront over there in Staten Island. And she's like condoning all these actions. Like, yeah, it's going to be great for the community. We're going to build a Ferris wheel. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> it's like, exactly. I'm just like, yo. No, i tell you what it's going to do. Keep your ass going around and because you know why you know why because she gets a guaranteed pension. All these city councilmen get a ban- a guaranteed pension. And I worked in city hall. I worked as an intern in city council. After ten years of serving on any type of staff or on city council, whether you're working for them or you are a politician, your pension is guaranteed in ten years. So if you're doing two terms, and let's say you was a staff member of another politician, you already getting guaranteed pension already. So they're already set when they leave the council. They know this. And that's why they do the stuff they do. Right. And yo, they make $160,000 a year to just go and visit a couple of people every night and talk about their problems and promise them all these things that they're going to change and fix. And then they go and blame somebody else for why it doesn't get done. And that's where the bullshit again. Now, what are we going to do to change that? That's the question. I'm going to be honest with you, though. I don't think me, you, or Mari are the only ones that don't have an answer to this because it's bigger than life. Yeah. But you need a mass movement. Yeah, like bigger than I don't bigger than I don't know if anybody realized how big that movement is. I I think it's time for the American Revolution Part 2. It'll never work. The generation between the ages of 18 to 35 put this shit upside down. But they got to vote. And I think the midterm elections after this Supreme Court justice got appointed, I think Trump sacrificed the midterm elections to get the Supreme Court that's longevity. I think I, I think we could we could start at doing term limits in Congress and term limits in Albany. Start with that. Second, we should do what like French just did. They ban they ban anybody for lobbying with any politician three years after they getting office. So you cannot lobby with a politician for three years after they're in office, which I thought was like, okay, that's really cool because now that politician gets to be themselves for three years. And then three years should be enough time to at least make some type of impact and change. And then they can go back and start giving their money. Sounds more efficient. Now, what country did you mention, Jeff? I believe it's France that did this a long time ago where you cannot lobby a politician anymore once they do their first, like, the first three years of their office term, that you cannot lobby. Well, they got a strange form of government over there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's a problem with that, because I, I think the lobbyists 
control the politician is and that's the problem well yeah i mean that's exactly what it is because it's just like once again i pay amari to do something for me and it's legal money it's all public records so you can see i gave him money and if i run a seed company of course i'm gonna want to make sure the farming industry stays the way it can make me my money right and amari wants my money because he needs my money to keep on running he needs money to to run to keep his campaign going and and, and and such and such, he needs somebody to pay for his airfare to travel the country. Right, and it, 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 it's sad because there's there, there's like a, a a pipeline of money, and I think a lot of times this money is hush money. That Williams pipeline that's going on out here, it's it's funny how they would just doling out money by the thousands and everybody was lining up to take their money. Nobody's saying nothing but they had their hands out taking the money from the pipeline uh, companies just to shut up. Well, it's time for me to come out here and give out a shocker to the world that I had just came across an article In regards about, to what? about the pipeline. So I had got, just came across an article where I remember Governor Cuomo was talking about, hey, we're going to stop Williams. We're going to do like some some wind farm stuff like across the ocean or whatever. And then I read an article about three days ago. Now he said, hey, they could go on and extend the pipeline. So the first thing I, I thought was, what? first thing I thought was, okay, this guy is a clown. Second of all, I was like, hey, it's time to buy some stock in the Williams company. Exactly. All right? Because if I'm going to die anyway from your explosions, I want to make sure I'm at least making some money off of you. That way you could be liable to me once all that stuff happens. So, you know, never mind. I don't know why I even said that. There's some backroom deals going on. That's why he changed his tune. Well, that, that goes right there to show you that money talks. The lobbyists are running the country. And guess what? He's still going to win next month in November. I guarantee you he's still going to win. You know, I mean... I mean, think about it. Why do you think all these shelters are popping up in neighborhoods, especially Rockaway? You think you think deals aren't made behind the scenes? Yeah, and how come the shelter? I heard like the two shelters in Rockaway are owned. I mean, the two hotels are, are owned. They are shelters too. Uh, are owned by the same owner. Like, how did he get a? How did he get issued two city permits within a year to build two hotels that he's gonna make shelters? Because exactly. to be honest. Amari, I know you haven't been in Rockaway much, but who is going to rent out a hotel room in Mott Avenue? What's over there? What attraction? <laughs> oh, I, oh, I, oh, okay. Maybe it's we can go get the holes over there on Redfern Avenue and then bring them back. Yeah, yeah, yeah real okay, quick. Cool. All right, cool. So we build the hotels now so everybody can get a jump off. Exactly. It's, There's like no destination over there. Like, Okay, we're going to fly into JFK and we're going to build a tram so you can go to Mott Avenue. Yeah, right. And do what? Better, better build a Ferris wheel. <laughs> you see, but we're going to still elect these people. They're still going to get elected because people only care about what they're bringing home now. Like, this world has become so selfish in a way to where, like... But it, it's, it's always been selfish. It's front street. Man. Not going to change. Well, I'm gonna go back here, and we're gonna back me up on this one now. Back when you grew up, like in the '70s and '80s, our mm -hmm. communities were a lot different. Like we still didn't have much, but they were together. Like, hey, yo, hey, yo, 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 Drico, across the street, um, Catherine next to me. Hey, you, you see what they're trying to do over here, right? Everybody goes outside, and they shut that junk down. They run out the neighborhood. Now nobody seems to care. About now anything. I go and knock on some doors where I live and they like, yeah, I'll come to the meeting. Uh, yeah, who cares? Nothing's going to change. And it's like, yo, people are defeated at that point. Like, like they just don't see any change. And that's because they're not trying to go out there and do it. And try. Like, just try. All we ask you to do is show up. You don't even have to do anything. But, but you know, you, you know something? You just touched the more and I started like drifting and thinking about something else. Mm -hmm. do, you, do you realize like we know the population is low. The crime reports and the crime levels out here are super, super low. Even though there's a lot of public housing out here 
and poverty. The crime is probably the lowest anywhere in the city. Who are they trying to attract out here to this beachfront community? Since there's no crime. Yeah, I don't know where they be getting. I don't know where they be getting those numbers from. Like I remember reading something about no shooting in four hundred something days, and I just heard three days straight of shootings across the street from me. So I'm just like, oh, I'm like, yeah, okay. No reporting. And then the NYPD citywide tells us that crime is down, murders are down, but here while a rapper just died last night, and club, you know, and yeah, then some father that. tried to kill his babies, and then he jumped off the house, and then I'm just like, okay, there's nothing safe here. I was like. Somebody was kidnapped and all this other stuff. Uh, yeah, it's all BS. The small numbers there, you know, they're not like mass killings going on out here. So, well, there aren't know. mass killings going on in Chicago either. They're just trying to make it seem like it is. They just hear forty shots ring off. Nobody can get shot, and they'll still report it and run the story like if people got killed. Oh, shots rang off in Southside, and I'm Chicago is. Like the Wild Wild West, bro. Yeah, you you say that though, man. But that, that are you actually over there every day? I got friends over there, Jeff. And I got family. I got over f- there. F- my aunt, my my uncles married into the family. It's it's no, they're bad doing that over there because they're trying to make the the traditional black communities in Chicago look bad, so they can go ahead and push down further south and drive them all out the city and bring them to Springfield. Something needs to be done in Chicago. But yeah, and guess what? It's I'm a gun-free zone. So all these people out here saying take all the guns away, and that's going to solve the problem. Uh, yeah, good luck. See how that worked out in Chicago. Somebody's bringing the guns in. Yeah. Somebody's bringing the guns yeah, I'm in. Not gonna, I'm not going to touch on that too much. Man. I don't want to. <laughs> but <laughs> I do know when to shut up, folks. To the pimp juice. You know, we got to stop that, you know, that pimp juice from flowing in the hood. It's a problem. It's a problem on multiple fronts. And it's like musical chairs. You know what I'm saying? The, the selected few benefit and the masses stay inside that crab in the bucket. Yep, and then, you know, they they all, they all they also live with, amongst us at one time and they think they're better than all of us. So they go into another neighborhood and buy a house. And raise a family and then forget about all of us well you know that's why i firmly believe you should you know live in the community you represent well they do you're you're allowed to do that but the problem is new york city's so big the district extends into like so many different neighborhoods so as long as you live within that district you represent then you're following the law well, Jeff, you're from Marvin View. I, I, I think Councilman Richards is right from where you live. Yeah, it doesn't mean he live here anymore. Well, I, I'm sure he moved out like twice in time. I mean, well, I don't know anybody that want to live in this rat hole anyway. But um, but he can come and visit. Has he come to visit uh, your community? Yeah. I can't remember the last time. I'm sure he did one time, but he didn't really like come for like a meeting or anything like that. I think he came for like a ribbon cutting or something. We've been cutting for what? Cause ain't nothing over there. Uh, they were celebrating the, the the new the new infrastructure that they put in where I live at. There's there's a lake right outside your building. Well, I'm talking about like I'm talking about like for inside the build, you know, inside the complex. But yeah, yeah, there is a lake outside my complex. Yeah. So there's some new infrastructure in your building. Well, you know, you know, they did a lot of uh, a lot of renovations after Sandy, so. I guess they're celebrating all of that. But that's FEMA money, so I don't see how why the city would be celebrating that. Well, the city gave money also into the Arbor Review. Like, I think Arbor Review got like $280 million to, to fix up the place um, after Sandy. So I guess he's there for that because he approved that money. So. Even though I don't uh, think he, even though I don't think he was in the council when that money was approved, but you know, to each your own. And do we have Amari back? Yep. All right, all right. I don't know why he keeps disconnecting. That happens. Uh, I think we lost Ed for a minute, but um. Yeah, so you know, Amari, it's 
it's cutthroat season out here and we uh we got to do better as people and we, we got to be open to change yeah we got to be open to change and and the change has to be put in effect it's easier said than done when there's people working against us exactly and especially when it's our own exactly so it seems like there's a two-headed beast here right in front of us in life you know 